He's like an elf, like uh, Will Ferrell in the movie Elf. Just right, the but, same. But, well, not like Will Ferrell. Like the elves, like in, in Elf, right? Well, so if Will you Ferrell is an elf. That, that's the whole point. Elf. He's an adopted elf, right? So... everybody welcome back into buff nagel the podcast i'm zach and this week we kick off our christmas week celebrating all things festive and merry but i can't do it alone so as always rafe is joining me rafe how are we doing zach i am fantastic as you can probably guess it is christmas week and we are um we're very excited about christmas advent is is fading away quickly and uh friday will bring us to the start of the 12 days of christmas it it should be a great time. That is fantastic to hear. So just so everyone's aware of, um, for Christmas week, we're doing things a little bit differently. We're going to have this episode release on its normal Tuesday date of 1220. My bad, 1222. We're recording this on 1220. Yep. And then we're going to have our Christmas special for 2020 come out on Christmas Day itself. And then we're going to not be releasing an episode on the 29th and instead get back to our regularly scheduled Tuesday release on January 5th, which is the first Tuesday of January and the first Tuesday of 2021. So that's exciting news. Rafe, you also have some exciting news. Yes, I do, Zach. We have a new sponsor. Um, as as uh, usual, we we work, tend to work with, with small organizations that we want to get their word out, and they want to share their stuff with us. So this week... Um, and for the next couple of weeks, we will be talking about Buck and Bull Boutique. And the Buck and Bull Boutique, that's a fun one to say, is a Facebook and Etsy online shop. So um, this is run by, by a good friend of ours, Kayla. And Kayla does all sorts of fun, festive boutique things, bo- boutique things on her little store. And uh, she specializes in things to make your house look pretty. And um, you need that. If you're guys like us, you need people like Kayla to make pretty stuff for your house. Otherwise, you just end up with like, you know, I, I don't know, maps. A TV and a chair. TV, a chair, and a map or something like that on your wall. And, and she will make good looking stuff. And so what you do is you go to the Buck and Bull Boutique on Facebook or on Etsy. And she has, she has two, she works two ways. She has stuff for sale. And she has, um, but that's a very small inventory because that she makes things, puts them for sale and boom, they sell out. So if you want something, what you do is you contact Kayla and say, Hey, I want you to make me this wreath for my door. Or I would like this centerpiece thing for my table. So what you're saying is I can order a wood carving buff Nagel logo. You you could do that. You could get a buff Nagel logo. She would make that in some sort of buck and bull boutique. Buff Nagel way. Buff niggly way, and 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 then you can get it. So she makes these things, and so she works a lot of custom stuff like that, and she makes stuff on her own. And so contact my friend Kayla at the Buck and Bull Boutique. Search for it on Facebook and Etsy. And she has informed us she's either brilliant or foolish. She has informed us that Buff Nagel listeners, if they mention the Buff Nagel name, will get fifteen percent off her regularly scheduled prices. So that is that is a great thing. The Buck and Bull Boutique on Facebook and Etsy, 
and we'll hear some more from her coming up uh, over the next couple of weeks. So that sounds great, Rafe. Um, speaking of gifts and things, if you need a last second Christmas gift, I think Buck and Bowl Boutique in the borough by Buffnagel is the place to go. I, there's a lot of bees there, and that's, you know, alliteration. We're all, all apiarists at heart, right? So, there's a little yes, bit, a bee pun there. So, Zach, how can people find us again? Uh, we can, we're on the Twitter machine. We are on, hopefully soon, we're on the Instagram machine. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Amazon Music. And depending on when you're listening to this episode on Christmas week, we should or will soon be on Apple Podcasts. So those are oh, all fun, great. exciting things where you can find us. As always, if you want to contact us, uh, legal at buffnagel.com or buffnagel at buffnagel.com. We'll be very happy to hear from you and talk with you. All right, so that leads us up to Christmas coming. And uh, what does that mean to you, Zach? Well, Christmas is, you know, we get to hang out with Santa, which means I get to eat a lot of cookies and Santa gets to eat all the cookies I don't eat which is none of the cookies, but you know, lots of time with, you know, family, friends and hanging out and eating food and becoming like Santa. Big fat guy, right? Yeah. Well, see, this is, this is a thing. Okay. So I'm going to bring this up and this is one of these opinions I have that, um, that it doesn't seem to jive with a lot of people's opinions. A lot of people think of Santa as this big fat guy, um, the man in the red suit. Uh, so they say, but I think, um, I think that's not quite right. And, um, and, and this comes to people say to me, well, how can Santa get down the chimney if he's this big, gigantic man? And I would say, well, you know, you think I think you need to understand what's going on. So we need to go back. I think always when you're doing research like this, you have to go back to first principles and go back to, to the seminal sources of the research. And we're going to go back the seminal sources of research, Wikipedia. Well, Wikipedia, we start there and that very quickly gets us to the poem by Clement Moore, the visit from St. Nicholas or the night before Christmas. All right. That's a, that sounds like a great place to stop. Do you want to read this for us today? Ray? Yeah, I'm going to walk us through this because there's some things in here. I, I mean, I think we all know it kind of, we have actually, we probably know it visually in our heads, but I'm going to read this through it. It won't take too long. And, and we're going to go through this and, um, there's some things in here that I think you might miss. All right. So I'm going to start out. <clears throat> this is from um, the wiki source thing on the interweb. And I think this is in public domain. So or what, what do they call it? Common uh, public domain. It's I believe this was published in the 1800s. So copyright pretty much didn't exist. If it did exist, it has existed for long enough that it is in the public domain. And that's enough legal copyright stuff that we don't really need to go in deeper. It's, it's been there 100 years. So this is all, all available for anybody to use. So that's, we thank Clement Moore and his family, but here, here we go. A Visit from St. Nicholas by Clement C. Moore. T'was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced through their heads and mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below, when what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh 
and eight tiny reindeer with a little old driver so lively and quick I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donder and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky, so up to the housetop. The coursers they flew with a sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof as I drew in my head and was turning around. Down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry, his droll little mouth was drawn up in a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow, the stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney, he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him explain, exclaim ere he drove out of sight, happy Christmas to all and to all a good night. All right. That's quite the little story there. That is the story. And there's some interesting things. When I went back and read this earlier this week to prep for this, there's a number of things that strike me. And the first thing that strikes me is the last line, happy Christmas to all, because we always say Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. And that's not what was written. And there's a, cu a couple other things that are interesting is I thought originally that um, mama in her kerchief, uh, I in my cap, had just settled down for a long winter's nap. But the, the Texas actually had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. And that seems a little little wacky for early We're 1800s. just going to take our brain out of our body real quick. And put it in, put it in the jar with our teeth, right? <laughs> and then... And that's, we're ready for our winter's nap. And there, there's some things, my favorite line from here though, is, is the image of the leaves as dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. And I, I imagine like when, when I'm out with my leaf blower and I'm blowing around the leaves and the grass, I think of this line that as dry leaves before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet an obstacle, mount to the sky, they like, the leaves are scooting along, and when they hit the wall, boom, up they go. But what's more important than any of these things is the picture of Santa, all right? And if you look carefully in here, well, it's it becomes not Santa. It's specifically Saint Nick. It is Saint Nick. That's that's true. So we could have the argument: is this Santa? Is this Saint Nick? I'm gonna I'm gonna make the conclusion that Santa, Chris Kringle, Saint Nick, that all of those are different names for the same guy. But what's interesting is. But he saw what uh, what to his wondering eyes should appear, but a miniature sleigh, Zach, and ate what? Miniature tiny, reindeer. Tiny reindeer, right? Okay. And and the the sleigh had a little 
old driver so lively and quick. This is not a big man, Zach. All right. And if you need more evidence of that, um, you just you just look at the other pieces of this thing. He he said um, he was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf. Santa Claus is not a big man. Santa Claus is a little guy. He's like a he's an elf, like a I mean, they're just little. Okay. And he's like an elf like uh, Will Ferrell in the movie Elf. Just right, the same. But, well, not like Will Ferrell, like the elves, like in, in Elf, right? Well, so if you Will imagine, Ferrell is an elf. But that's the whole point. He's an adopted elf, right? So so you know, he has he has a um a, a little round belly, or he's not a big belly, he's got a little round belly, he's a little guy, he's in a miniature sleigh with tiny reindeer. Okay, so the question is, can Santa get down the chimney? It was like, of course, he's a little he's guy. really small. He's small, right? So when you, so here's the thing. So when you go to the mall and it's like, get your picture taken with Santa. That's like in the days before COVID, right? So, and you would go sit on Santa's lap. You know that's an imposter, Zach. That's got to be an imposter because he's too big. So right? Santa, the way we see him now is like, to use your language, is like the sweet potatoes of Christmas spirit. That, that that is exactly right. The um the, the Santa we view right now is an imposter Santa. All right. And and have we discussed sweet potatoes being yeah, imposter? You, yeah. you went on a nice little tirade about that a couple weeks yeah, ago. I did. Okay. So I uh-huh. think they're imposter. But but the big Santa is an imposter. The real Santa is a little tiny Santa. All right. Yeah. And that's um I think that's important to remember that that that's how he comes down the chimney. So that leads us to another question, Zach. And that's this one. I'm gonna ask you. I'm going to ask you this question because should we tell kids about Santa? All right. And that's. Well, the thing. Yeah. I mean, I think before I answer that, I just want to point another thing out about the poem. Okay. Okay. Um, Mr. Clement, not my fault. Mr. Moore, Clement Moore. Um, he originally wrote this and he included German language and words, which is why we get uh, some of the reindeers named specifically Blitzen. Um, is a reference to thunder and lightning. So, so it's these very um, creative ways to name these these reindeer aren't just like, hey, it's it's Joe. It's like no, it's like cool, powerful names that you know you want to name your firstborn's middle name after. Like, so so your thunder and blitzen is thunder and lightning, right? Yeah, you're saying yeah, yeah, and that's a um, that comes from like this New York Dutch kind of this these uh, these other languages that were very. Um, very much in vogue in the early 1800s when when he was he was writing this stuff he was a he was a a minister in in New York is that right I believe so professor? he went to Columbia I know that much um, and then he he did he was an American professor um, he did stuff on the Greeks and literature and biblical teachings so he could tell us whether or not Julius Caesar actually ran an Orange Julius. Yeah, but we all know he did. So, like, we don't yes, even yeah. need him to tell us. We can, you know, we can go on to more important things. Okay, so here's more important things. What about Santa? Should we tell kids about Santa? Is that a thing we ought to do? I mean, I think so, because at the essence, the core of Santa and St. Nick and Christmas as a whole is these ideas of, you know, bringing joy and happiness and kindness to others in times when maybe it's depressing and cold outside when we need a little bit more of that in life. So you think it's okay to, so, and then, so 
Like, do you re- did we tell you guys? Did we? I think we figured it out. Harry and I, um, we we were we got pretty good at handwriting experts. Um, you were really good at squiggling, so we're like, hey, that's the same squiggle. So, um, we put it together by the time we were about like seven, not like nine ish, I want to say. So, did you guys work together on that? You're like, did, did you like like go off to your room, like because you guys shared a room when you were little, right? Yeah, upper bunk, lower bunk, and so did you guys like go to bed at night and talk about things like Santa and like, like, or did Harry just go to sleep or was he like on his phone or, or what? I think, I think Harry would just like fall asleep. And I, I, I remember that house because I play a lot of backyard baseball in that house. Um, yeah, I got you. But I don't remember the specifics of, you know, Santa tracking down, but I, I want to believe, I want to say it was in the second house we lived in Raleigh is when we like figured it out for sure, which was like third grade for me. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. So, and it's a, um, well, I, I think we should tell kids about Santa. I think, I think it's okay to share the story and I, it, it depends on how you share it. I, well, I think, I think like when we look at the essence of Santa, Santa's represent something. And then we mm-hmm. use that representation to tell kids like, Hey, do this, go, go be kind, go spread joy and happiness and support your friends and show up for people in different ways. And Santa is the, I mean, we could talk about superheroes as like superheroes represent like a part of society that we want to obtain and is the goal. Like a virtue? Yeah. Like a virtue? And Santa does that same thing for, you know, spreading goodness and kindness and these. And Christmas spirit. Christmas spirit. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I think. Santa's you know, a superhero. Santa is kind of, he's kind of the ultimate superhero. And he, um, he. We we shared we we told the story to you guys, and then when you're old enough, you guys the kids always come by and go, "Wait a minute, what about this?" And I remember your sister doing that. She was like, "This is <laughs> something that doesn't quite line up here, Dad." And so, and that's the time you get to like, what do they say? You put a, a, a sparkle in your eye, and you kind of wink a little bit, and you say, "Well, you know how sometimes, sometimes in life." we will send a little we'll send a uh, we'll give something to your mom for a little present and we'll write it's from the the fairy godmother or we'll write it's from the east right so what we put things in there which says it's really me but i'm going to pretend to be somebody else and so she kind of liked the idea that there was a little bit of uh is it subterfuge is that what that is i that's a word i've never heard before but i was going to say like a little good white lie yeah, a little white lie. But I think, okay, so here's what it is, though, is I think Santa tells us really fundamentally about Christmas. And he, he tells us that we get sometimes, sometimes people give us stuff that we don't, that we don't deserve. Right. So you can talk about Santa always watching or the elf on the shelf always watching. Um, but sometimes, you know, for, but, you get stuff at Christmas, whether you're good or bad. I mean, like nobody gets like a rock. I mean, like well, Charlie Brown got the rock. Right? <laughs> yeah, but I think he got that on Halloween, so it's a little different. That's right. That's right. At Christmas, he had the bad Charlie Brown Christmas tree. But we get stuff that we don't deserve. And sometimes we get things just because we are loved, right? You get a package in the mail from your grandma that says, I, I love you. And she sends the package. Um, and at Christmas, we get the ultimate love gift we get redemption for our fallen souls and and that's like a free gift it's like here you go it's the ultimate get out of jail free card it is the 
it is it is the gift of gifts that keeps on giving and that comes to us through none of our own actions through none of our own deserving and we we get that great gift and i think it's okay to say yeah sometimes kids you're going to get something and what you got to do is got to learn to appreciate it and then you know keep paying it forward and like you said spread that that christmas joy yeah i think santa represents this ideal idealistic version of ourselves the same way superman can represent idealistic versions of ourselves and we need to use that and have that empower us to go and be kind and spread joy and to appreciate the people we have around us more than we um necessarily might think about especially in trying times and everyone's stuck in different versions of quarantine just go out be nice spread a little love um, I remember I had a text message conversation with a friend because I got them a present. And they're like, wait, you got me a present? I'm like, of course I did. Like, it, it, it's you're, you're a friend. I care about you. This is me like, hey, it's it's a small little something, but like it goes a long way. Little things like that. Um, I often say loyalty is not something that simply happens. Um, and there's a reason loyalty is not something that simply happens. There's always an other event that triggers why we are attached and we care for the people that make a big impact on our lives. Yeah. So anyway, so I think, so let me see if I can sum this up, Zach. Santa's not a big guy. Santa's a little elf and he sneaks down the chimney and he gives you gifts that you don't deserve, but that's okay because getting a gift because you are loved is, uh, is a great thing. That's a and, gift. And we should, uh, we should pay that forward. So, yeah. so that's what I think for this week on the first, the first half of our Christmas week. And we're going to be doing some more on Christmas Day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's a little short episode for this week. Zach, is there is there more that we have? Do we have some housekeeping? I think yeah, we, we have, have a couple of housekeeping things. Uh, two weeks ago, I did my talk on the bet on yourself. One of the mantras was talent is overrated. I mentioned Kobe Bryant and LeBron James, um, both immensely talented people. And we've got kind of got some pushback saying, you know, these guys are really talented. You can't say talent is overrated and then use these guys as um an example but eventually in anywhere you go in business and sports and whatever it is that you're pursuing you get to the point where everyone has the same amount of talent and if you're not willing to do the work outside and if you're not willing to educate yourself and push yourself forward your talent doesn't mean anything because everyone else has the same amount of talent and talent is overrated and everyone always talks about the intangibles and that's when the intangibles come into play. Everyone's really fast in the NFL. That's just how it is. And right. but if you're not willing to put in the work in the film room to study how to attack a player or to make a move and then be able to pursue on to the next level, you're not you're just going to be stuck. The reason there's so many busts in the first round is because those guys have been great their whole lives and they never got the opportunity to be like, "Okay, now I have to push it." And then eventually you see the sixth round draft pick who had a chip on his shoulder since the beginning of time win six, seven Super Bowls and change the outcome of a franchise in Tom Brady. Has that happened in the past? Eh? Yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. Like no one ever talks about a sixth round pick being a bust because the sixth round pick has no expectations. So they're just going to show up and they're going to do the work because they, they got there. They're like, cool. I made it here. Now I'm just going to keep doing work or they're an undrafted free agent from Duke. And they work their way through the ranks, getting tackled by some random kids along the way. And then they're a starting <laughs> right guard for the Green Bay Packers. 
I think he was at left guard last night, but that's uh, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, so that's a, a reference to our buddy Lucas Patrick, who um, grew up here in in Brentwood with Zach, not on the same team, but Zach uh, has the claim to fame. <clears throat> he actually tackled Lucas Patrick in a rugby game in high school. So I really need him to win a Super Bowl so I can say I tackled the. Super Bowl, Super Bowl champion. Yeah, that would be something. That would be something. So we will have, um, uh, so that, that is our one piece of, uh, of, of housekeeping today. Is there, is yep. there another thing or that that's, that's, I all think we that's have. it. Um, there's this yep. number, the new schedule we have coming out. We'll have a Christmas day special on the 25th. Uh, no episode will be released on the 29th. And then we'll be back to your regularly scheduled Tuesday releases on January 5th. All right, Zach, this has been a, a, a wonderful little foray into getting us in, into the Christmas into the Christmas uh, mode. And we will we'll be seeing you later this week, won't we? Actually, here in the home office yep. at Buff and Enterprises. I'll be yep. back at the Buff uh, World Headquarters in Nolensville, Tennessee. So Yes, that will be great. And we're looking forward to seeing you. And we will record again live in the same room on Christmas Day. And we'll we'll drop a special Christmas present episode for you guys. Uh, in the meantime, go check out our friends at the Buck and Bull Boutique and tell them that we sent you. And they will actually save you money if you tell them that the Buff Nagler sent you. So that is it for me, Zach. Anything else? That's, uh, that's it. Uh, we'll see you guys next time as we continue to explore the adventure of life. Until then, take care. Mm-hmm.